the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. That's right, this is the Bible Talk program. If you think you turned here by mistake, you didn't. It was an appointment. Welcome to the program. Any questions you have about the Word of God are welcome here. All you've got to do is call area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Welcome to the program. And tonight we'll be dealing with the positive confession or the faith movement. And I've got good news for you, real good news, especially concerning two folks who used to be in this particular movement who evidently has, has have renounced it. Yeah. In fact, the first person I'd like to mention is Joyce Myers. Uh, you know her. Joyce Myers, uh, on YouTube, later on, look it up for yourself, Joyce Myers takes a jab at the prosperity gospel, and she denounces her past beliefs. That's what it says. She denounces her past beliefs. Uh, the article goes on to say, Evangelist Joyce Meyer recently admitted that in the past, her views on the prosperity gospel were out of balance. Okay? She said her views were out of balance. She shared with her Instagram followers the danger in taking such theology too close to the heart. She said, I'm glad I learned about faith, but it got out of balance. This sort of theology led her to believe that the reason others have experienced or anybody experienced these calamities was because or due to their lack of faith. She since learned that faith doesn't ensure. Now, this is a good thing to learn. And this will keep you out of a false faith movement. She has since learned that faith doesn't ensure that everything will be perfect, but rather it means simply putting your trust in God. Okay? Faith is something, she says, God gives you and that you need to use and release in your life. It's not automatic. You put your trust in God. You put your faith in him. Okay? So that's what faith really is. That's biblical faith. Word faith movement says that faith is the substance that you have by which you can control what's going to happen. Of course, the Bible teaches no such doctrine. So 
uh, kudos goes to her for being bold enough to admit that she was wrong. And she let many of her followers through Instagram know. Another person who said that they're backing off of the prosperity movement is Benny Hinn. Yes, Benny Hinn says he's done. That's how he said it. He's done with the prosperity gospel. But long-time observers are not ready to take his word on faith. In other words, Benny kind of changed once. He said he had stopped believing something and he continued to teach it. But maybe he's telling the truth this time. Uh, this, the, what he says, his article goes on to say, Hen has been a leading proponent of the prosperity gospel since the 1980s, teaching that God rewards active faith with health and wealth. And I want to tell you something. The worst theology you can ever hear is where somebody tells you, in order for you to get rich, you want to get rich? Oh, do you want to get rich? Then start giving to God. No, you should give to God sacrificially, not putting a price tag on what you give to him. Okay? But just here that uh, he'd been in, that's been in, in the prosperity movement since the 1980s, teaching that God rewards active faith with health and wealth. Uh, but on September 2nd, during his three-hour broadcast, he changed. Uh, he said, this is from Benny Hinn, and I quote, The blessings of God are not for sale. That's right. The blessings of God are not for sale. And miracles are not for sale. And pr prosperity is not for sale. In other words, do not give money to God and look for some kind of reward afterwards. Okay? God will take care of you, but he wants you to give sacrificially. Hen said that such give-to-get theology is offensive to God, okay? So uh, he said he will never again call it seed money. You know, you plant a seed, and then you get something back. Benny Hen says he's through with it. Joyce Meyer says she's through with it. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Moss here on another Bible Talk program where you can call with any question you want about the Word of God. Uh, it is all fair game. Any way you want to steer the ship is up to you. All you've got to do is call that number. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. What I'm going to be doing while I'm waiting for your calls is to read you some statements made by prominent Word Faith teachers. You can find this either in their tapes or you can just purchase a book, which would be uh, Christianity in Crisis by Hank Hanegraaff, also Kingdom of the Cults, uh, the Hank Hanegraaff edition, and you'll have all these quotes found in those particular books. Um, I have a number of different uh, uh and in fact, what he calls it is truth turned into mythology. That's what the word faith folks do in his opinion. So let me give you some quotes here. And, of course, anytime you want to, you can ask me a question about anything in the Bible. Okay? You might want to, if you have an ink pen, jot down these, qu these quotes. They may be helpful in your, in your discussion when you try to explain to someone why the word faith movement is not a true movement. All right. Uh, Charles Capps. What does he say? Well, here's a quote from Charles. Charles Cap says that God filled his words with faith to cause the things he said to come into manifestation. Now listen to this. That according to Caps, Charles Caps, God filled his words with faith 
to cause the things he said to come into manifestation to come. The, it, there was an image inside of him, and he expressed it in words, and that's what made it happen. Okay? This is uh, Charles Capps from his um, uh, take, The Substance of Things. All right? Now, God filled his word. In other words, uh, words alone don't create anything. God did not create because of his words. He created because of his power. Now, you can't do like God does because, oh, you can talk, but you don't have the power to back up your words. That comes from God. So that's the first big mistake. That is what, in fact, Joyce Myers has left behind, that faith in itself, uh, that your faith-filled words cause things to happen. Listen to Kenneth Copeland on the same subject. Of course, these guys I'm reading to you now, Charles Capps and Kenneth Copeland, are still in the Word Faith Movement. I wonder what they feel about the, uh, the fact that two of their biggest uh, su supporters have left the ranks. Here's what Kenneth Copeland says. Faith is a power force. It is a tangible force. It is a conductive force. What? Listen. They say that faith, according to them, is like some kind of energy. All right. Well, we'll get back to that. We've got a caller. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Caller, you're on the air. Pat, how are you doing? Oh, good, Pastor. I'm sorry. I, I missed a little beat there. Sorry about that. I, I I have a question that I'm trying, I'm wrestling with. I need, I, I kind of need some uh, enlightenment on it. According okay. according to the Bible, it, it's saying, it, according to the scriptures, it says that, you know, we're Gentiles. But how, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this squared away in my mind here. How, how is it that we're Gentiles and we're not of, uh, and we're not of the Jews if everybody was created from Adam and Eve. So how are, if Adam and Eve were Jewish, how is, how is that lineage, uh, you know, gone? You know, how are we Gentiles and not Jews? Okay. Well, what happens is, uh, now here's the thing. The first thing is that uh, we could say that uh, Adam and Eve were Gentiles. They weren't Jews. In fact, Jews didn't come until much later, Right. Uh, uh, in fact, we can look at the, uh, we're talking like thousands of years, but we can look from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to Genesis chapter 11, and there are no Jews, okay? No Jews at all. All of, that is, all of those were Gentiles. In fact, remember Noah. Noah was a righteous man, wasn't he? Okay? We talked yeah. about all through the Bible, isn't he? But guess what? He was yeah. a Gentile. Noah was not a Jew. The Jews didn't come about until Abraham. Right? This is some 2,000 years or more into human history. In fact, uh, and they were a, a, uh, a na nationality created by God. And it's found in Genesis chapter 3. I mean, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, where the Bible says, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3, I will bless them that bless thee, and curses him that curses thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So he created the Jews as a nation uh, through whom he could bless the rest of the world. He didn't put them above anybody, but through them they were his servants to introduce the Messiah into the world. But the first people on the scene were Gentiles and not Jews. In fact, Jesus, of course, is likened to a high priest that we find in Genesis chapter 14, named Melchizedek, and that person who Jesus picked up his priesthood 
was not only a Gentile, but Melchizedek is a Canaanite name. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I was I was under the impression that when you know when he when he first created man that it was you know he did it as he did it as a Jewish as a Jewish people. Hmm. No. Mm-mm. First man was made out of the clay, and they were Gentiles. Right. There were no oh, Jews right. until Abraham. In fact, Abraham was a Gentile before he became a Jew. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess that kind of answers that, answers that question. <laughs> Good question, my friend. That's why you call the Bible Talk program. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Amy Monster. we got someone else on the line, Debbie? Gary. How you doing, Gary? Yes. This is Gary. Yeah, Gary. How you doing, buddy? Yes. I hope you enjoyed the weekend. I hope you uh, did, too. Number one, um, we pray that the Jewish people will come to know their Messiah. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you ever talked to the uh, Orthodox Jews. Have you ever witnessed to Orthodox Jews? Yes, I've talked to Orthodox Jews before. Sure have. Well, one of their sto- uh, their beliefs, number one, in the Scripture, it was promised uh, in the Garden of Eden and there would be a Messiah. Uh-huh. So the Jews want to know, where does it say that that Messiah would be God? Where does it say that that Messiah would be God? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but in a number of places. Messiah. One place is over in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, right? Okay. Where clearly it says that the Messiah who is coming will be uh, will be God, right? We see that in Isaiah, Isaiah 9. 6. Can you read that, or can I read yeah. it? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Right there. In fact, all through the Bible, okay, all through the Old Testament, there's any number of verses are given proving who the Messiah is. That is exactly why uh, Jesus told the Jews that on the Day of Judgment uh, that the person who's going to judge them is Moses, because Moses foretold it was coming. Okay? So, uh, so, yeah, you can see it here. You see it also over in Micah tells that he would be born in Bethlehem. Their problem was, in other words, you've got to realize something, Gary, and we just have to get it straight. By the time Jesus was on the scene, the Jews were no longer following their scriptures. You know, they were into following the oral law, which now we call the Mishnah, the Gemara, and the Talmud. That's what they were quoting from. That's where Jesus came against them in Matthew 15, because they were following tradition rather than their scriptures. Okay? So that's where the other stuff, the Jews that you're looking at, mostly the ones who are attacking Jesus in the New Testament, were not followers of the Bible. They were followers of their tradition, and that's where the problem came in. Got to go, Gary. Thank you for calling. Appreciate your call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, looking at the word faith movement, but as you guys can see, Anything that is on your mind is fair game on the Bible Talk program. As long as we're talking about the Bible, we're doing what we are supposed to be doing. All right? We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris McCourtney, VP and General Manager here at Salem, Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or the Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. 
You already understand our mission and what we do. So now, maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call Brad Smith, our sales manager, and give your name and number, and he'll give you the next steps. Call Brad at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221. If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you. And you'll never know unless you call. MotorCityHealthWanted.com presents the world's worst boss, the one who posts jobs on huge national job sites looking for anyone with a pulse. We'll just call him Dave. Officer, thank goodness you're here. You said it was an emergency. And it is. We have some positions in senior management that need to be filled pronto. <sighs> Not this again. I'm telling you, our benefits are criminal. And you can't stare the force forever. All right, boys, roll out. Wait! Hey, where's the fire? I'm so glad you're here. Don't be a Dave. Find your perfect local employee at MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity, especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship, and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Even in the old west, when the devil and his demons come to town, only Jesus Christ and a man called the preacher can drive them out. On October 31st at 7 p.m. at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, come and see For For a a Few Demons demons More. That's right, For a Few Demons More at the Spiritual Warfare Conference at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries at 10709 Grand River at Oakland, where we don't celebrate Halloween, but we wage spiritual warfare. There will be a lesson taught called Staying Away from the Devil's Territory, then the feature presentation for a few demons more. Refreshments will be served and a free handout will be given. No tickets will be sold. However, a suggested donation of $10 from adults and $5 for children would be a wonderful blessing. But it is not mandatory. Please come. Don't miss it. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. You heard that promo. That's right, it's coming for a few demons more. October 31st, it's Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River 
at Oakman. Uh, no tickets need to be purchased. Uh, we do ask that you bring a good donation to support our ministry, strictly biblical Bible teaching ministries, that is. Uh, a suggested donation of $15 for adults and $5 for children is suggested. Nobody's going to be looking at what you put in that basket, though. That's up to you. We just want you to bless us as we uh, celebrate together. Not Halloween, okay, but Jesus Christ. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Looking at the word faith movement, I mentioned earlier that two notable, prestigious people in the word faith movement uh, have turned their back on it. Okay? That would be Joyce Meyer and that would be Benny Hinn. Uh, and uh, wait until you hear what Joyce used to b- believe. I'm going to read you from her past, okay? Uh, understanding that uh, she definitely wouldn't be saying this now. But uh, as we look at this, it's very interesting uh, how false the word faith movement is and how easy it is for people to believe things that are not true. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Oh, Frank, I'm sorry. Got Frank on the line. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing good, Pastor Moss. God, glad to get you. I was about to put you on a break, brother. What's on your mind? Well, I'm uh, always enjoying your show and uh, teaching a Bible class, uh, a group of men, and um, it got very interesting, you know, how you can assume that someone is orthodox in their belief. Uh, right. But it was a young fellow there, and um, I really didn't have to do much apologetics because the group is so biblically-based. Uh, that they, I'm like, I felt sorry for him, but this is basically his belief. Uh, he believes that a, a person, um, persons in the Bible are more like allegories to him, and he believes that the Bible is a, a book of good moral ideas, and he's not sure that Jesus is a true uh, a person or Adam and Eve are a true person, and that uh, he doesn't believe the Bible should be taken literally, only that it's good for to kind of keep you living decent. And uh, there was a storm of, uh, of of responses, and I actually had to slow the students down. Wait a minute. Now, we don't want him to feel like this is night court and he's on trial. He said, oh, I'm definitely on trial. So he, he felt the heat, you know. And so, you know, I'm trying to figure out what do you do in a situation like that because the other guys are they're orthodox and you know and and I'm not saying they didn't show love to him but how do I as a teacher because a lot of them say well I should throw my Bible away whatever you know and that's just an example of the things that they said but how do you handle something like that Pastor Martin Well first of all when I'm teaching I'm teaching all right uh, everybody is there to learn. Uh, if someone says something that's not biblical, then really, it's not that the other uh, uh, students can't participate, but remember, you're the leader. You should have been able to answer his question without interference from the rest of the group. That's mm-hmm. how it happens. Yeah. yeah. Because what happens is it gets the person all confused and makes them feel like they're mm-hmm. attacked. So what has, mm-hmm. what has to happen is the teacher is the one who deals with them, Okay. Okay. And okay. then what that yes, does, it makes the a person who, uh, uh, you know, is teaching the, the false doctrine feel better because then he's treated like a student responding to the teacher. So what I would advise yes. you, if you are the teacher of that class, then have authority over that class 
to let the students know you'll handle it, and then if they want to say something later after you've finished, they can raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. okay. I never let it get and, out and of hand because, you know, folks get, get upset. Yeah. They all want to yeah. jump on it. But people get confused right. when too many people are talking. It looks like they're under attack. Yeah, and and, and you're right. And it, it, it actually, uh, once I was, uh, you know, able to interject, um, you know, I asked him some questions, and then uh, I kind of restrained, you know, the on the, the sidebar uh, uh, challenges to the point where he gave me a, a idea of what he meant, which it was still, you know, not biblically founded, but it was it was uh, it, it got to the point where I was able to uh, see exactly where he was coming from, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it is, you know, he feels that because uh, we talked about one area, he didn't feel that God uh, should punish people. And, and you know, so we talked about that. I said, well, you know, in, in a lot of cases, it's not just God punishing. It's a, it's the lifestyle that we lead that draws us into certain circumstances in our life. I said, but as far as God... Well, what I he, asked, I had a guy who asked me that same question once. Okay. Uh, he said that uh, God shouldn't punish people. Uh, and I said, are you a father? He said, yeah. I say, uh, do you punish your son? He didn't have anything more to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, yeah. parents punish their children. Sure. So yeah. why shouldn't God do the same thing? Yeah, yeah. He he had a problem with it, but I said, you know, and the, and, and, and the Scriptures tells us that, you know, it, God says those that I – that I love, I chasten, but those that yeah, I don't but, but love I would ask might him, be treated as yeah. I would ask him this, and see my example with it, should parents punish their children when they do wrong? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. See, and so what happens is, uh, in other words, any person who makes a statement of fact bears a burden of proof. Let them mm-hmm. prove their assertion. If he says he believes that the Bible, uh, that Jesus might not have really uh, lived, uh, say, uh, well, uh, are there any folks outside of the Bible who mention Jesus? Mm-hmm. I bet you he wouldn't even know about it. Then you tell him about Bayless, who gave reference to Jesus, Tacitus, mm-hmm. who talked about Jesus, Pliny the Younger, who talked about Jesus, and how he was asking uh, the emperor uh, whether or not he should kill Christians who worship Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? yeah. So, in other words... Yeah, Tell him that Joe notable Jesus. historians yeah. believe that Jesus actually mm-hmm. existed. Give him some names like C.S. Lewis, Sherman White. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. what he finds out is that he has not done enough research to validate his objections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we even brought up uh, Jose- brought up Josephus. And, mm-hmm. you know, Very good. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, his. Uh, I said when we, you know, present something, we have to study both sides of this argument or whatever it is, and then when we study both sides, then we can make a biblical, uh, 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 you know, a more biblical uh, example. And he was disgruntled, but, you know, he was disgruntled, but, you know, I think he he heard, and and hopefully he'll he'll go back and... Well, well, the disgruntlement can come from too much interference, you know, from class members. You have to cool them down. You're the teacher, and you have to assert yourself as the teacher in a group. Because, you know, sometimes students will get there, and they'll be all over the place, and the poor questioner will feel like he's being attacked. So, but uh, it seems like it's a a good class, and uh, I think that you as the teacher are well able uh, to handle the students. 
Yeah, all but, right. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be different. I'm going to take all of your advice and uh, and thank you. Okay, thank you for calling. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, let me tell you another lie that has been taught by Word Faith teachers, okay? and they still teach it today. Now, when I say a lie, I'm not trying to say that the, 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 I'm not trying to put down the teachers and call them liars. I'm just saying they may believe what they're teaching. But what they're teaching is a lie according to the Bible, all right? So I'm not trying to be to, to launch what we call an ad hominem attack against the person. No, I'm just dealing with what they teach. For instance, Charles Capps has said this um, in his document, Changing the Scene and Shaping the Unseen, okay, what he says. Here's a quote. Charles Capps says, faith is the substance, the raw material. Faith is the substance that God used to create the universe. Listen again. Faith is the substance, the raw material. Faith is the substance that God used to create the universe. Okay? He has transported his faith with his words. Faith is the substance of things. Okay? But you can't see faith. Faith is a spiritual force. All right? That statement is not true, okay? The statement that faith is the substance, the raw material, faith is the substance that God used to create the universe. God did not use faith to create the universe. No, he did not. That is absolutely false. That is one of the first uh, 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 false anchors, let us say, of the word faith movement that has to be totally demolished or people get messed up, okay? No, he did not create things by his faith-filled words. That's not the case at all. Okay? We have to have a definition, a biblical definition, of what faith is. The place where we find that is not outside the Bible, my friends, but in the Bible. Okay? And I think that a good job is done with it over in Hebrews in chapter 11. It tells us what faith is. Okay? First place that we start. Where it says here in Hebrews 11... In one, now faith is the substance. Yes, yeah, the word substance is used, but remember, that's English, King James English. The Greek word for substance is hypostatus, okay? And what that means is not a physical electrical force of some kind. That means a witness to. It's like a document, all right, in, in a sense, okay? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, it was like a document that they, were, they signed that would guarantee that something was going to happen. It had nothing to do with power. Okay? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? Uh, and then it goes on, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3 helps explain what faith is, this substance so-called. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. All right? So in other words, faith, our belief, okay? We believe that God created everything, okay? Faith is not a substance. Faith is where you have, you're exercising your trust in God, okay? So God did not create things by faith. Where did he create them by? I'm not going to just tell you. I'm going to show you. Isaiah chapter 40. It tells us how God created the universe. Where 
It says in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 25, God says, now he talks to us here, and he talks to the Kenneth Copelands of the world and the Charles Capps of the world. He says to them, to whom then will you liken me? Or shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Then, stay with me now, Isaiah 40 and 26, lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that brings out the host by number. Listen, here it comes that brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might. For he is strong in power, not one fails. No, God does not create things by his faith or just by the words he speaks. He creates things because of his power. All power in heaven and in earth belongs to God. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him. It is not the faith substance that creates anything. It is the power of God that creates. And that is what is said in Isaiah chapter 40. So the problem that word faith teachers have is they can speak the word, but guess what? They don't have any power to back it up. The only one who can back up their words is Jesus, is God. That's the only one. So uh, these uh, faith-filled words don't create anything. It's your trust in God. That's where the faith is exercised. God doesn't need faith because he knows that everything he says is going to happen. And goes on here. Let's read a little bit more of Isaiah 40, verse 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, thinks not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. And then look at this. He gives power to the faint. That's right. You and me, we're the ones who need the power. Okay? We need it. Okay? We don't have it. The theory is not that we got power we don't use. The power we have could only come from God. Verse 29, he gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. So it's very clear that God creates things by his power, not just his word. But there is this word obsession in the word faith movement. And it's hurting people. Uh, It's messing people up. Uh, There's nothing you can do unless God does it. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, taking a look at uh, uh, Word Faith Doctrine taught by Word Faith teachers. Okay, But if you have questions of your very own dealing with any subject, as long as it's in, in the realm of the Bible, theology, Christian living, it is welcome here. I'll be glad to take it. My phone line is open, and I'm ready to hear from you. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All right. I told you that uh, Joyce Myers has uh, left word faith theology behind. I'm so glad she has, and hopefully what she said sticks. But let me give you a look at the Joyce Myers of the past, all right? Here is what she said uh, back in 2007 when she was a part of this movement, all right? Here's a quote from Joyce Myers. Now, remember, 
Joyce has changed. I don't think you're going to ever hear her say things like this again. But this is what she said back then. He, God, uh, I'm reading from Paul Crouch first. Let me get to the next quote. I'm about to give you Paul Crouch. He said a lot of things, too. Here's from Joyce Myers. If you, as a human being, have a baby. Now, you see where she's going? Joyce Myers says, and this is in, uh, she said this in July 2007. If you, as a human being, have a baby, you call it a humankind. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Don't go there, Joyce, but this is back in the day now. This is not today. She's changed from this now, I'm sure. If you, as a human being, have a baby, you call it a humankind. If cattle have another cattle, they call it cattle kind. I mean, what's God supposed to call us? Oh, this is where she went. You can almost feel it coming. Where it says, uh, what is God supposed to call us? That's what Joyce says. Doesn't the Bible say we're created in his image? Now you understand. Now she says this. I'm not saying you are God with a capital G, but a little God. Wow. Okay. That is when she embraced the little God doctrine, something I'm sure that she has rejected today because she's pulled away from that new movement. I don't think you're going to hear anything like that out of her mouth. However, other word faith teachers still say the same thing, that we are God. And that's a horrible thing to say because we're not. Okay? The worst thing you can say uh, is something like that. You know, uh, Remember, that was the first sin that shows up in the book of Genesis, right? Adam and Eve. That's why they fell uh, and were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Okay? It's because of the listening to Satan's lie that they could be God. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Our phone lines are open. If you want to call with a question, you can, a comment, you can. Just call. This is your program, and we encourage you to support it also by sending donations to P.O. Box, 05879, that's P.O. Box, 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd be glad to receive your offering to keep this program going. All right. Uh, also, uh, Paul Crouch had made this statement, all right, uh, another person who was deep into uh, the Word Faith Movement. Uh, a quote from him comes back from uh, actually July 1986, and this is typical of word faith teachers. Here's what Crouch said. He, that is God, doesn't even draw a distinction between himself and us. You know what else that's settled in tonight? This hue, and I'm quoting from him, this hue and this cry and this controversy. Well, I've got to stop at the controversy. We're going to take a break. When you come back, I'll finish this sentence. Some of the best lessons your children will learn come from life itself. And next time on Focus on the Family, why parents should step back and see how children resolve their own problems rather than rushing in to help every time. It's a different, very effective approach to parenting on the next Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Listen to Focus on the Family weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk Detroit. 
Mike Lindell, the CEO and inventor of MyPillow, wants to give back to WLQV listeners by offering deep discounts on MyPillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special, you're going to see some impressive offers. Yes, offers with an S. For starters, MyPillow has a great body pillow. It used to be $85.68. Now when you use the promo code RUNTOWIN, it's $29.99. That's 65% off. That's incredible. They have other equally impressive offers under the radio listener special. Go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com to access more discounts on other fantastic products. Or call 800-919-5912. 800-919-5912. And make your order right now. And remember to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. A trend is developing in America's towns and cities. Take Texas, for example. Six towns have declared themselves abortion-free sanctuaries for unborn babies. The city of Gilbert is the latest to join Tanaha, Wascom, Omaha, Naples, and Joaquin. Additional towns in Utah, Kansas, and even New York State are taking bold measures to protect their most vulnerable citizens. It's in response to extreme pro-abortion legislation passed in states like New York, Illinois, and Vermont allowing abortion until birth and infanticide for babies who survive the abortion procedure. There's some debate whether these measures will survive judicial scrutiny, but I admire their boldness in taking a stand for life in the face of deadly violence against those who are powerless to defend themselves. I hope more states will follow. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. I am Pastor Ernie Sanders, the voice of the Christian resistance. Join the Christian resistance. Listen to What's Right, What's Left on Faith Talk Detroit, weeknights, 10 to midnight. Coming to you live from Independence, Ohio. The voice of the Christian resistance. Join the Christian resistance. Listen to What's Right, What's Left, weeknights, 10 to midnight with radio pastor Ernie Sanders and Double X on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Moss on another Bible Talk program dealing with the Word Faith Movement, uh, looking at some of the quotes that uh, have been made uh, by many of them, and looking now at Paul Crouch, who has passed away, and I hope, I hope that he is in heaven, and if he is there, then I know that he knows the error, no doubt, of some of the things that he taught. Uh, because he did teach the little God's doctrine. Uh, but understand, anybody can repent uh, for, for things that they did. And uh, well, hopefully he did, but uh, uh, definitely uh, the teaching here is not something that can be backed up by the Bible. Uh, in fact, he said that uh, basically that we were little gods. Uh, in fact, uh, he was uh, upset because people were attacking his false teaching back then. And he said this in response to those who attacked him. He says, the cry and controversy that has been spawned by the devil to try to bring dissension within the body of Christ that we are gods. Listen, there's definitely going to be a dissension in the body of Christ. 
if somebody stands up and say they're God. It's going to start right away because I must defend the faith against false teaching. And you are not a God. You never will become one. Okay? God, you already know who he is, and he's not you. But he was upset because people were attacking him. Now, remember, if it wasn't for the work of apologists defending the faith, then people like Benny Hinn and no doubt George Meyer would probably still be in the movement. Okay? They have forsaken it, and others need to do the same thing. All right? But he said, this, this is Paul Crouch now, the late Paul Crouch, that this hue and cry and controversy that has been spawned by the devil to try and bring dissension within the body of Christ that we are gods. I am a little God, he said. I have his name. I'm one with him. I'm in covenant relation. I am a little God. Critics, be gone. He was kind of upset. But I'm sorry, he also was upset and wrong. You are not a little God. You're not a God of any kind. No, you're not. Okay? You're, you don't have the same attributes that God has. You cannot create reality with your words. You cannot name it and claim it. You can't. Stop it. You're hurting people, and you're teaching something that's more akin to the New Age movement and witchcraft than it is to the Bible. And that's just a fact. That is just a fact. And I'm not attacking persons. I'm attacking teachings that are false. And understand this. You can name it. You can claim it. You can say that all you want. But here you won't get anything unless God gives it to you. Let me say that again. You get nothing unless God gives it to you. Right? You don't get things because of your, your power. You get things because of his power and his will. In fact, Matthew chapter 9, verse 28, uh, Jesus was clear. Okay? Uh, notice here he's dealing with some blind men. And this is in Matthew chapter 9, verse 26, where it says, And the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David. Okay? So they called him the son of David, knowing who he was, right? Verse 27, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Verse 28, Look carefully at what Jesus said. Verse 28. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Name it and claim it. Just speak your eyes into existence. Well, I'm playing with all of you listeners. Jesus did not say that. Okay? He didn't. Here's what he said. Verse 28. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe you that I am able to do this, okay? God is the only one who heals. He didn't tell them to heal by speaking the word. He says, do you believe that I am able to do this? When something is done to you, it is not by your power. It is by Jesus' power. And he answers prayers according to his will. Oh, yes. That's what he told them, okay, right? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? In other words, your faith has to be exercised. You put your faith in God to get things done, not faith in your faith, whoever came up with that. Your faith is in God. Okay? So let me read 28 and 29 together. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe you that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then touched he their, their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. 
Now someone says, see, see, it says according to your faith. Yes, your faith in him, your faith in Jesus, not just your faith alone, okay? Faith in Jesus, that's what does it. So the Bible on this subject, my friends, is very, very clear. The mix-up becomes with us, okay? And many people in churches today aren't even praying correctly, all right? Because they're naming stuff, claiming stuff, acting like uh, God must give everything you ask for, and then there is a golden rule of prayer that's just not going to change. It isn't going to change at all. And that is First John five fourteen. No way around it. No way to get around it. It's right in your Bible. It's going to stay there, and you better understand it. Okay, where it says in First John five fourteen. But I'm going to stop right there. Got to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for TownHall.com. The new jobs report is out, and it looks like workers are winning bigly. Unemployment is now at a 50-year low. Black and Latino unemployment numbers have reached all-time lows. The employment rise was okay, a little lower than expected, but to be fair, it's really hard to add a huge number of new jobs when unemployment is this low. And wage increases are beating inflation, so that's jobs and raises. The left told us that tax cuts would be great for big business and bad for the workers. The truth is almost the opposite. Business profits are struggling a little, but labor markets have done extremely well. Yes, there are some cautionary signs. We can see some storm clouds on the horizon. In order to keep this going, the president and his team are going to have to resolve this trade war, and quickly. But the good news for today, more of us now have work. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship, and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amber in trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonials based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US MULA 52 weeks 71419 by UPC MLVO. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. When I competed in gymnastics, I used to love to talk about my health, my energy, and my will to win gold. But today, I want to talk to you about something I used to keep private my menopause. Between my hot flashes and night sweats, and worse, my constant fatigue, I felt like a stranger in my own life. Nothing I tried could give me relief until I discovered Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to relieve 12 menopause symptoms. Amberin is not a drug and is 100% estrogen-free and clinically tested. Thanks to Amberin now, my energy is back. And those days of fearing hot flashes and night sweats are gone. I feel like myself again. Amberin works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine stores and see why Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Tuesday on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg describes the key to persevering in faith. Does this sound as if Paul just had a funny feeling in his tummy and he determined he would do this? Or does this sound like a man sitting down making a conscious, willful decision about the way he programs his time? about the totality of his life. Listen Tuesday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. 
Even in the Old West, when the devil and his demons come to town, only Jesus Christ and a man called the Preacher can drive them out. On October 31st at 7 p.m. at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, come and see For, for a, a Few, few Demons demon More. That's right, For A Few Demons More at the Spiritual Warfare Conference at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries at 10709 Grand River at Oakman, where we don't celebrate Halloween, but we wage spiritual warfare. There will be a lesson taught called Staying Away from the Devil's Territory, then the feature presentation for a few demons more. Refreshments will be served and a free handout will be given. No tickets will be sold. However, a suggested donation of $10 from adults and $5 for children would be a wonderful blessing. But it is not mandatory. Please come. Don't miss it. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Looking forward to seeing you on October 31st, where we do not celebrate Halloween. Come to our spiritual warfare conference, but please, no costumes, no masks. Come with your Bible, ready to go into the Word of God and receive a warning concerning the occult, and to watch our feature uh, presentation, one act play, for a few demons more. You'll love it. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. In my Bible, in 1 John chapter 5, they have a section uh, where they've put some verses under the heading of this. It's called the certainties of faith. The certainties of faith. And there's one thing that I can assure you all biblically, absolutely. Anyone who contradicts it is someone who does not want to accept the word of God. They just don't want to believe it. But it's very clear in the Bible, okay? And we might need a subsequent, subsequent program to go into this to bring it out more clearly. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, it says this, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Then verse 14. This is something that cannot be contradicted. This is something that is for sure. If you hear a teacher or a minister saying the opposite of this, then what you're receiving is false doctrine. 1 John 5.14 says this. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Yeah. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What does that let us know? That God answers all of our prayers, not according to the words that you speak. He answers prayers according to his will. I've had people who have said, I've heard teachers preach, well, the worst thing you can say when you pray is, if it be thy will. No, it's not, okay? No, it's not, because I want to tell you something. That's how Jesus prayed, and that's how Paul prayed, okay? That's how the Bible tells you to pray. Now, I tell folks if they don't want to say it, doesn't matter whether you say it or not, because let me tell you something, my friend. All you're going to get is what God wills for you anyway, okay? But that's something that we might want to look at in more detail. 
Our job is to trust in God. Does God answer prayers? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But at the same time, there's some things that we have to go through. Okay? Our job, whether it's we're living in the palace or on the street corner, is to trust in God and to have faith in him. So tomorrow, when we have more time, we'll go into this, where there's certain preachers who've said that the worst prayer you can pray is to say, if it be thy will. Pastor Parsley, okay, he said that while he prayed, if it be thy will, people in his family died, okay, because he was praying, if it be thy will. Wow. How long do we have to be before we realize that people are going to be messed up by false doctrine. Okay? Is it appropriate to pray if it be thy will? Yes. And I'll prove that on tomorrow's program, God willing. Good to be with all of you. Remember, our Spiritual Warfare Conference coming up October 31st. Also remember, our Sunday services, if you want a church where the Bible is open, and you can open yours and see right where the preacher's coming from, then you need to be in Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Okay? Because I'm preaching through the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. In fact, it's the best of the Bible. Some chapters we go by, but we're in the Old Testament now. And uh, this coming Sunday, we're looking at how God wages warfare. Okay? And I was shocked to see the kind of ministry he uses in his warfare. You'll be shocked, too, if you come Sunday, at our, this Sunday, at our 11 o'clock service at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. 10709 Grand River. That's 10709 Grand River. A church where if you don't bring your Bible, you feel like you don't have any clothes on. So come in there with your Bible. Buy your Bible. Okay? Okay? And bring it. Definitely you will want to when you come to Strictly Biblical. All right. Tomorrow. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.